Good morning. It's Wednesday, January 13th, 2021. Days 11 and 12 of the Bible reading plan from Focus on the Family. Today's verses are Psalm 119, verses 81 to 96, John chapters 3 and 4, Genesis chapter 37, and Genesis chapter 41, verses 14 to 57. Um, I didn't get a chance to read yesterday because I was out in the morning, and then um, there was a big thing that came up yesterday that probably was my fault, but at the same time, I kind of want to talk about it, and it might be therapeutic. I don't know. That's why I have you on here today to kind of be my pseudo-counselor about it, um, if you're okay with that. That's that's my job. <laughs> ah, isn't it, though? Yes. I'm always, I'm always happy to talk about the psychological musings of Michael LeFevre. Thanks. So I am a <laughs> political conservative, and on Twitter, I realized I was kind of in a weird sort of echo chamber, where it was, it was really weird. I was scrolling through my home feed, and a lot of the people I followed were constantly more right than I was on the political spectrum. And mm-hmm. I thought, this is getting a little bit annoying. So what I would do is I would click on, I would tap on somebody's post, and then the first comment on that post would be somebody from the left. And then the first comment on the first comment would be somebody from the right. And I'm thinking, this is so mm-hmm. weird. It's bouncing back and forth. There's nobody in the middle. So yesterday, I got annoyed. And so partly because of a tweet that my congressman sent out who I know personally and I I like him. He's great. And then there were nothing but hateful comments on his tweet. And I thought, what, what is this? So I went, I found somebody's tweet from the left, just this random person. I I don't know who he was. Um, Maybe that was the first problem, but um, I commented on it saying uh, he was talking about division in America. And I said, Mm -hmm. well, if you're saying that these politicians are the ones sowing division, do you think it it might be people like you? Nothing personal, but it's when you say things that it seems like such an absolute statement that this person's right, this politician's right, this politician's wrong. Not everyone agrees with that. Like, I, I don't personally agree with that, mm. and I want to actually have a civil discussion. So why can't you see that it's not as black and white? And I got maybe a dozen people who are followers of this guy. He has maybe 7,000 followers. His, his post was getting likes, uh, uh, mm-hmm. I don't know, at a really rapid pace. And I just was able to get my comment in before anyone else commented. But dozens of people were telling me, no, it absolutely is obvious. It's as obvious as the world is round. You're ignorant. You're a a bigot. You're you're just a a regular Christian conservative for saying this. And I was trying to have a discussion with them, going back and forth and trying to give logical arguments and and say, well, I I don't want you to insult me. I want to actually hear what your discussions are. And about mm-hmm. this conversation went on for about three hours between the all the notifications and all yeah. the all the replies. So I was getting a headache. Um, and there there was maybe one or two people who were saying, "Well, I understand why you would think that." And I thought, "Great, that's a good person." Mm-hmm. Everyone else was, "You're an idiot." And there was one guy who mm-hmm. I commented on saying, um, "He <laughs> he mentioned uh, something along the lines of, if you can't see that, you're just uh, you're just an idiot, or you're just.'" Um, ignorant or something and i said well, mm-hmm. you don't have to insult me i want to actually talk about it and he said it's not an insult it's the truth and, I, I, and so i pinged the mm. the guy who said the had the original post and i said is this what you want like look at all these people who are replying to me is, do you really want people to uh, communicate this way and then everybody started jumping on me like oh you have just this martyr complex or you're saying oh wow poor me i just want attention and i'm saying no I suspended my Twitter account after this because I had been thinking for a very mm-hmm. long time that I didn't want to stay on Twitter. And this was kind of like me setting my account on fire at the end. I didn't suspend it because of the conversation, but the conversation was the catalyst for me to suspending it. Is, does that does that make sense, kind of? Like why I did that? Yeah, no, for sure. Right. So I'm wondering, 
in that conversation, was I wrong to be to be asking questions, and was I just playing it for my, like myself to 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 say like, oh, poor me at the end of it? Was that what I was doing? So I'm trying to. I'll, I'll preface this by saying that I am not on Twitter, and so I'm bad at like navigating. Yeah, the, okay. especially since it's like in a browser. So. Uh, reading through it like yesterday a little bit and then now going back I can't see oh because you suspended you you know yeah erased your account so I, I did I'm I sorry. can't see it, your tweets anymore I can tell you what I said um, I can tell you what I said if you that's want that's fine yeah okay well so sure. one of the one of the one of the questions I think was um no it's so obvious that Trump did this or that Trump said this or why can't you see this in mm-hmm. his speech and I'm saying it's not that obvious like it's not just me it's other congressmen that are disagreeing on that and they were saying well they're all wrong they're they're just if you can't see this you're the problem with this country and somebody actually mm-hmm. commented saying see it's people like you who we need to who we need to silence so that there can be true unity in the country I thought seriously that's to- that's your idea mm. of tolerance that doesn't make sense because it, that's the, that was the that was the conversation i was getting into and right. i walked away from the conversation thinking that i knew how like uh, in seeing uh, through my feed where there would be a person on the right and then a person on the left who would comment like flaming him or, or saying something i knew that it's all, just all talk because i tried to have a, a legitimate intelligent conversation and they all except for one guy refuted me or they, they refused mm-hmm. me to have that kind of discussion. So that's that's sort of where it went. What do you think? Or what were some red flags you were thinking about? So, again, it's hard since I can't see the tweet anymore. But um, reading it yesterday, I saw... I, I think I saw maybe, like where they got the vibe you were giving off, if that makes sense. I don't think anything you were mm-hmm. saying specifically was, um, yeah, like, wrong. But I think if you compare, like, the kind of wording and, like, tones and stuff, I can see how... Right. And I think you were in a more... You were just communicating more casually than they were. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Um, and I noticed But that, I think it yeah. goes back to... And I think... And, and that's not a problem. I think it's just... The way they interpret it. We're probably in a different headspace or, yeah. My worldview is completely different than theirs. Well, and that's, I think that's my point is like, I don't think you were wrong necessarily, but I would go back to the empathy thing. And even in those conversations, I think as Christians, it's important. And I mean, you could disagree with me on this or whatever, but I think as Christians, it is important to at least understand like, that you have different worldviews and be empathetic to that mm-hmm. um and yeah. just coming out from the and, and they're not doing this either i think it's it's a two-sided thing right. um but when you're looking at you know going back over these tweets and stuff it's like from their perspective um <laughs> even though that's not that wasn't where your heart was and stuff um <clears throat> being empathetic to their worldview i think i can see i yeah like i can see why they were like oh well he's just saying these things to bring attention to himself or whatever and i think maybe one of the reasons was because your tone was more casual they probably thought you were a lot younger than you actually are um because they called you like a kid several times and i was like i mean the first reply i got was the main poster saying um yeah, that sounds really smart coming from a guy who has zero followers. I was, I was like, are you yeah. serious? What is this garbage? 
Sorry, what? No, for sure. And so, and I think it's obviously like inappropriate to insult people if you want to have a discussion. But I've also been in conversations or I've read conversations. And I think you have too, like even on the soda shop where you've got a 12 year old that comes in and like says, yeah. you know, all of these very radical extremist kind of things. Well, yeah. Um, and that conversation, or like not, not to name universal... drop anyone, that one went on for yeah. a pretty long time. And it was very clear yeah. that he was, um, he wasn't using logic that it was um sure. it was a case of he was just calling people names at this point mm-hmm. and well and then also playing favorites but come like if you the way we ended up looking at him wasn't i don't i mean at least where my heart was i wasn't like oh this is a terrible person it was just like oh he just he just hasn't gotten there yet <laughs> like yeah and, i remember and the way... being that age having those viewpoints and stuff right and, and so i think maybe because of how you were talking Maybe that's kind of mm-hmm. where they were at, where it's like, dude, just just give it like you just don't understand. Yet. I just don't <laughs> Which understand. Is obviously inappropriate. <laughs> yeah. And, I, and well, I don't agree with them. And if you want to have, you know, a civil discussion, honestly, Twitter probably just isn't the best place to I, do it. But I, I get that. <laughs> like, I've been there, you know, like you're in, in comment sections or whatever. I've had this is the best story ever. <laughs> well, can I can I drop I something a, in real quick here before we no, get too sorry. far? No, sorry. Yeah, go ahead. Well, I want to say For with sure. that other guy, you were responding to him more gently than I was. I was extremely harsh mm. on him, and I I feel bad a little bit for him, but I never um I never meant to to for him to take it personally as a like you are a bad person. Right. I I was meaning it to say what you are saying comes across really really bad. You got to stop, and that's sort mm-hmm. of where I can. That's mm-hmm. as harsh as I've ever been on in the yeah. Odyssey fan base, and I. I do regret that a little bit, but um, I was trying to be very, very straightforward in my discussions with the people on Twitter, and so yeah, they they just didn't understand me, and I didn't. I I don't know if I understood them. I actually walked away um, with a slightly different attitude. One of the guys was like, "Don't lie about what you what you think." I was like, "I'm not lying. You have generally gen- mm-hmm. genuinely persuaded me on this. Like, I think there there probably should be impeachment proceedings now because of mm. like the the fact that." We, it's unclear of or at least to me it's unclear whether or not uh, the president is responsible for what happened on the six and we've talked before about the the acts of the six were horrible awful terrible mm-hmm. like never should have happened in the first place and whoever is responsible should be punished whether that's the president punish him whether that's somebody else punish him and yeah i think the process should play out so i i am convinced on that point at least one of them was a little bit logical and able to to tell me about that but you were gonna say a story or respond um i was just thinking about when i think it was it was probably 2016 maybe even 2015 and um you know the adventures nazi oddcast those no, guys not yeah oddcast. wait was it the oddcast um, i remember you were telling me that you were debating the oddcast at one point about homosexuality right oddcast? yes yeah okay. just like thinking about that now and like <laughs> devin took all the comments down <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, Don Francis. I appreciate it so much. Um, because I would hate to like go back and reread them. Um, I know, yeah. And it's just, oh, it, it was the worst. But it's, again, like, I was 13. So, like, yeah. the, the views I had at the time were very middle school, kind of like, no, this is just how it is. <laughs> it's like, and right. I have extremely different. I mean, you know this. I have very different views now. Um, mm-hmm. Because you yourself have been affected by the whole process, well, yeah. and you've been going through that empathy process right. with yourself, and that's that's mm-hmm. crazy to work through. And obviously, it yeah. would change your perspective. Mm-hmm. No, for sure. And so, it's just 
my point is though we don't yeah maybe this is this is the point um, if you want to have real conversations with people, don't go on Twitter. And I'm not trying to. Yeah, it's not on Twitter. Yeah, I, I, t- I tortured I'm not myself. Trying basically, to be like, oh, Look, you I, just I passed you, a you test earlier that day that wrong. like excuse me from six credits in college. I don't know why I subjected myself to that torture later on in the day. It was going right. to be a great day. I'm sorry, I cut you off. <laughs> what were you saying? It's fine. I I just my I would say like no you i don't think you were necessarily in the wrong i think you could have been more empathetic um mm. and understand that they're probably <clears throat> they're not angry at you i think they're angry at who they think you represent and right. obviously they're upset with the president and those yeah. kinds of things and so i think anytime someone and maybe this is even because you were saying things more casually, maybe it was like it didn't seem um, like I was being. Oh, he doesn't. He doesn't care. Yeah, like he. Because there were several just, times when I said you know, I fully agree with that sentiment that this these mm-hmm. acts were terrible. I just disagree on this one tiny point, and they're like, then you, you then you're a bigot. Then then you're the problem right. with America. And I thought, well, I'm trying to be empathetic here. You're not giving me any room to be. I I think yeah yeah, and and I yeah. I really I can't speak to if you were. Or not. Wrong because... or not. Because I think, I mean, I don't know that they were being, obviously they're not being, <clears throat> sorry, obviously they're not being the nicest and like, I can't see your tweets anymore. <laughs> so I can't. Yeah, that's, it, that's kind of I a problem. I, I don't necessarily I... want to go back and pinpoint exactly what was going on. It's more the spirit of the conversation and I'm willing to take no, the sure. to, to take the, the blame if it's, well, um, I can't see this anymore so I can't judge whether you were being all right or not. I'll say, sure, let's say I wasn't being all right. What's the worst case that comes out of that? And I think what we're confirming is that people on Twitter are, uh, they, they have problems themselves sometimes, probably. Well, everyone does because... Yeah. Yeah. Anytime, I think anytime we try and have a debate over, I mean, this has happened to us. Anytime we have try and have a debate <laughs> over text, whether it's through Twitter or like messages or whatever, um, it doesn't matter how many people are in the conversation, if there's just two or if there's a dozen, like you can't read people's tones well. And it just, it, I just know that like it gets so complicated and it's a lot easier yeah. to have these kinds of discussions where we can hear each other and like yeah you sent me the longest text i've ever received uh, a little while ago when we were talking about i don't don't remember which one that was but it it was something along (laughs) the lines of i couldn't even view it in messages i had to tap on it to view it oh yeah yeah that's me (laughs) the writer (laughs) yeah Yeah. yes but that's that would be my well thanks thanks for thanks Mm -hmm. for working through that with me i guess and still wanting to hang Mm -hmm. out with me even though i spar with people for no reason apparently no uh, me too i understand anyway you want to talk about the bible yeah i like the bible all right so starting in psalm 119 the first verse that stood Mm. out to me was um the very first verse in uh katie lee's passage which was verse 81 my soul faints with longing for your salvation but i have put my hope Mm -hmm. in your word and i like that imagery of um we are desperate for God's word and we mm-hmm. um, we don't have the ability to sustain ourselves without God's word. Like we faint in longing for it. Like we're um, we're so close to, to knowing God and we're so close to, to being with him in heaven and we're so close for his goodness or so close to his goodness that being apart from God is to, is enough to, to have us faint. Does that make sense? Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Mm-hmm. And um, later on in the the next passage, in Townsend Coleman's passage, uh, 
verse 92 says, if your law had not been my delight, I would have perished in my affliction. And that reminded me that the, the general theme of Psalm 119 is I delight in your law. And I've tried to draw contrasts throughout these different um, Bible readings and these different days that uh, of what the different sections portray. But this is basically it, that um, God's law is what we need to depend on in certain ways. Mm-hmm. Uh, and the law meaning, and I've, I've tried to draw contrasts of this is the Old Testament law, this is the this is salvation in the New Testament, and here's how they work yeah, with each other. Sure. Yeah, and I also really like that verse of... Um, acknowledging that without God, then you would perish. Um, but with God, there is, there is salvation and there is, um, uh, the, uh, I guess sustaining, you're able to be sustained with God. And Mm -hmm. the final verse, verse 96 to all perfection, I see a limit, but your commands are boundless. What does that mean exactly there? Do you have any idea? Read it again. To all perfection, I see a limit but your commands are boundless. Is that talking about earthly perfection? Like what man can do? I don't know. Maybe. Yeah. Maybe if, if it's, if it's man's interpretation of perfection where it's like, yeah, this is, this is ideal. Um, Mm -hmm. but then we're talking about God's commands, um, or his law, or I think even his creation. Um, and then, I mean, I feel that I, like as, yeah. as a believer, like that's, that's real. <laughs> like, you know, mm-hmm. seeing people and what they value on earth and then comparing that to like the majesty and just the, <laughs> the goodness of God and what he brings. Right. It's such a starch contrast. And so exactly. I don't know if that's what the verse is talking about, but that's kind of what it brought to mind. Yeah. It, it reminded me of one of the conversations yesterday, which was, um, we can't have like a utopia until everyone who's intolerant is removed. And (laughs) my, and my thought was, well, we're never going to have a perfect world until Jesus returns. And until, and we're, the earth is never going to be perfect. And one, and that that thread actually ended with this person, person saying, society's leaving you behind. You're getting lost in your own reality. And I'm thinking, uh, I'll I'll stay here because I don't want to follow society. (laughs) Um, because yeah. I don't, because I delight in God's laws and his, and his mm-hmm. commands. And I don't, um, I don't want to be, and th- this was my, one of my final actual tweets was, I don't want to find my identity in politics anymore. I don't want to ha- I don't want to be identified mm-hmm. as a conservative or as a Republican. I want to be first yeah. identified as a Christian and then say, yeah. whatever ideology is, uh, conforms to my faith, then I'll go along with that. I don't want to be, I don't want to be grouped in with, with people who might be right might be wrong i don't know mm-hmm. i don't know but that's sort of the thing of what i might see as perfection in certain ideologies or certain people is will let me down eventually and even though yeah. and i see a limit on that but mm-hmm. in god's commands and his truth his absolute truth um that's boundless in its perfection yeah exactly so, uh, jumping ahead to John 3, and reading John 3 and 4 has reminded how much I love uh, the Gospels, and especially the book of John. I need to go back and read it all again at some point. Um, mm-hmm. But this section is where uh, Nicodemus visits Jesus under cover of darkness because he can't, um, because he's a, he's a Pharisee, and because the Pharisees all hate Jesus, except for Nicodemus, who actually wants to know what Jesus is talking about. So, when he's talking to um, to Jesus, 
the first thing Jesus says is you uh, can you cannot see the kingdom of God unless you're born again, meaning uh, mm-hmm. receiving new life through Jesus and believing in the Son of Man. And this idea of our new life is um, we're leaving our sin nature behind, going back to what Psalm 119 was talking about. If we keep the commandments of the Lord, we can never do that if we're imperfect or if we're because we're imperfect. And so we have to rely on God and rely on Jesus to give us a new heart and a new life that will allow Mm -hmm. our desires to be conformed to those commands and will allow us to not have to rely on ourselves to keep the commands of God anymore. We can rely on him. Mm -hmm. Right. Um, Verse 12 was something interesting where Jesus is talking to Nicodemus and Nicodemus is saying, what, How, how can this be? And Jesus says, I have spoken to you of earthly things and you do not believe. How then will you believe if I speak of heavenly things? And Mm -hmm. that's partly why Jesus came in the form of a man so that he could witness to us and and commune with us as a man who we could understand and perform miracles that were in physical form. Because God uh, always revealed himself to man in the form of something physical like Moses with the bush or Mm -hmm. Moses had to hide his face from God when he was on Mount Sinai because the glory of God would have uh, would have killed him, I think, because because of how powerful God is. And so Jesus speaks to us through earthly things, even though earthly things are imperfect. um, He uses them as analogies to bring us to him. And then uh, John 316 is. uh, in, in this passage. And then I want to focus on two of the verses after that, verses 18 and 19. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm reading from the NIV, by the way. It says, whoever believes in him is not condemned, but whoever does not believe stands condemned already because he has not believed in the name of God's one and only son. That's verse 18. And that reminds me of Romans 8, 1, which was read earlier. Uh, I, for, I think it was day nine. Um, that says there is no condemnation for those who are in Christ Jesus directly Mm -hmm. paralleling Jesus' words here. But then this says, whoever does not believe stands condemned already. And that ties back into the idea of predestination and Mm -hmm. how much does God know beforehand? Or God knows, I think my idea of predestination was that we are given the free choice to accept Christ or not. And God, because he exists outside of time, knows if we'll become a Christian, then he knows that. If we'll not become a Christian, then he knows that too. And that's the already condemned part. And, and it, I 100% yeah. agree with you on that. Actually, right, so. right, right. If only I could track mm-hmm. down John Calvin and talk to him about it, actually. If you were still that alive. Would be fun. Say, <laughs> what are you doing, sir? Um, and then Excuse verse... me, sir. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Hello there. Um, no. Um, <laughs> yeah. Verse 19 is, this is the verdict. Light has come into the world, but men love darkness instead of light because their deeds were evil. Going back to Romans, mm-hmm. Romans 1 is that the uh, the glory of God and the nature of God has been revealed through creation and revealed to man from the beginning of time. But because men are evil and because men don't seek God, then their hearts are darkened and they turn toward evil. And I was listening to mm-hmm. Pod Ventures and Odyssey actually today and their review of Promises mm-hmm. Promises. And something they said is that they um, it's hard to say that every man without God is evil because you do see some people who aren't Christians doing good works. And they were saying, well, maybe there is some, or maybe man longs for good, but then instead turns to evil. And I was thinking, I, I don't know how much I agree with that. I think that 
man has a recognition that he is an individual and that mm-hmm. love and glimpses of God's glory and glimpses of God's goodness can compel mm-hmm. him to do good, but he's always bound by that sin nature to do evil mm-hmm. until salvation. Does that make sense? No, for sure. And yeah. I I think I agree with you there. I've been thinking about that a little bit lately um, in just some conversations I've had with my family and stuff. Um, mm-hmm. Uh, because we had we had like home church on Sunday that was oh, okay sparked yeah. a lot of really good discussions you know um, yeah and uh, I I really do have that I have the strong belief that like because God created the world um, there's art you know everywhere as an artist that's kind of how that's my worldview <laughs> I guess mm-hmm. um, yeah and yeah like I think. And we've talked about this a little bit, um, even in like mm-hmm. maybe the TV shows I choose to watch and stuff. Um, I think if there is, I can kind of ex- excuse, I don't know. It doesn't bother me a whole lot if there's language or, you know, mm-hmm. violence or whatever. And obviously there's definitely a limit. And Yeah, and I, I'll jump know, in here just, if that's okay. I did mention know, this earlier sure. and I wanted to make sure I'm not misconstruing my own viewpoint mm-hmm. here. Uh, I don't like the content in in those i mean no, no, I, i'm to the I, point I of where that, i yeah. will i will even and don't take this the wrong way but i'll cut out mm-hmm. when you say oh my gosh in recordings all of the time just because really? i'm that sensitive I'm so yeah sorry. no no no. it's fine it's fine i just want to um, let i just that that's those are my standards and i'll still mm-hmm. listen i mean i i don't expel you from my presence because you say it because yeah. uh because of the goodness that comes out of our conversations and that's that's kind of the right. the vibe i'm trying to present with that but you were saying anyway with the, the shows that you watch yeah so and i and I, I mean, we kind of agree with it then. Like, even if I say things that you wouldn't say, like, yeah, you don't like. <laughs> right. You're like, no, we can't talk anymore. Um, <laughs> and, good. but I think, yeah. Um, if I think about like music or, you know, certain movies and stuff that it's like, oh, this part is dark or this part is scary or this part has language or whatever. Um, but if I look at the central theme of it or the message that it's trying to portray, I can be like, that's God. Like, that's. Even if the writer, the artist, you know, wasn't thinking of God when they made that, it is, it's, I think if, if it has artistic integrity, it has God in it, um, or God's truth in it, you know, um, and that, that doesn't always justify things, um, I don't like horror movies, because I think they're just there to scare people. Agreed, 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 A Quiet Um, Place is good, other than that. Yes, I love A Quiet Place, but that's a great example of like, oh, you know, violence and blood and stuff. But like, the message is so good. I need to see the passion, too, at some point, just to to see what, I mean, I feel like I won't fully appreciate the the physical nature of the the crucifixion until I see that. I mean, I I believe I appreciate the spiritual nature because I believe in Christ and because I've repented. And because of that, but that there still is a, an aspect of it that that film has an impact that film has had on people who have seen it. So I'm yeah. wondering when I'll be able to handle that. For sure. I don't know. Um, I think also a good so, example, if yeah. I can jump in here, um, sure. is uh, it recently is the movie Soul, and I read a, a good review mm-hmm. by Christianity Today where they said that um, there were a lot of people who they heard who watched the movie who were so put mm-hmm. off by the. Um, the spiritual falsehoods in it, which yeah. there, there is a lot of untruth in that movie. Mm-hmm. Um, 
that they were so put off by it that they missed the the good Christian message in the movie, actually. Yeah, exactly. Which is re- really interesting. And spoiler mm-hmm. alert, if... No, I'm not going to spoil you. Basically, the, the point of the movie is you need to appreciate your your things you do in life, even if you don't yeah. think you have a purpose. Your purpose is to love others. And yeah. the Christian parallel to that is love God. And then the movie doesn't mm-hmm. have God in it, so then that message gets really, really weird. But... Um, Sure. Overall, that's that's something where even though that movie has that in there, um, I've been learning to appreciate the message more as I've thought about the movie more and more. And mm. similar to, um, we we've talked about. Uh, I think it was in an outtake where I mentioned um, the Fault in Our Stars, which again don't recommend watch mm-hmm. because weird stuff. <laughs> but uh, at the same time, after I watched the movie, I sat down and I wrote a two thousand word essay about the the worldview mm-hmm. and how the characters actually represented like how the movie represented a Christian worldview, but the characters were constantly in denial of that Christian worldview. And it was so, mm. it was really, really interesting. Um, how that, that is interesting. How yeah. I went about it. Yeah. Um, so being able to see where, where were we here? We were, we were talking about, um, I don't know what I think it was the, um, Oh, God's uh, invisible nature or his, his invisible attributes being yes. revealed in nature. And, and yeah, yeah. God's all goodness comes from him. And mm-hmm. that goodness can be seen in nature. And a lot of people look to nature instead of God, worship the create the creation rather than the creator. That's also right. in Romans. But um, mm-hmm. I like it that we're able to, to go through, go through these verses and have these discussions and identify all this. So this is really great. Yeah. Um, so then we get into John the Baptist in the book of John. And I imagine John, uh, the apostle writing about John the Baptist saying, Hey, he's my, uh, He's he has got the same name as me. Yay, I like that. <laughs> Crazy. Uh, <laughs> uh, but John yeah. didn't seek recognition for what he was doing. Some of the um, mm-hmm. some of John's disciples came up to him um, and said that Jesus had been baptizing people. And later on in the passage, it says that Jesus and his disciples were the ones baptizing. And John says that um, he says, yeah, he says that's. Let me see basically that i'm not the christ and so you shouldn't be looking to me you should the one who comes after me which is him is the one who is greater than me he must increase and i must decrease which is a great verse mm-hmm. john uh 3 330 is that is that verse and then 333 is the man who has accepted it has certified that god is truthful the verse right before that is he testifies to what he has seen and heard but no one accepts his testimony and that's uh, an aspect of faith that because Jesus existed and because we have the Bible that talks about his works and what he did and that he claimed to be God and that he was God, because we accept that and because we take that evidence by faith and sort of the tension between faith and evidence in a way, because we mm-hmm. accept that, we believe that God is truthful and we have a standard of truth that we can use to, to judge the Bible by. Um, if that if that yeah. makes sense to you. Um, yep. And similarly to what I was mentioning earlier, the um, verse 36 says, whoever believes in the Son has eternal life, but whoever rejects the Son will not see life, for God's wrath remains on him. And it's a terrible reality that God is love, mm-hmm. and God wants, wants to have every opportunity to love everyone, all those who will come to him and be saved. But when when you die rejecting God, then God has to be wrathful towards you. And it's a terrible reality, but it's, it's true. Mm -hmm. Well, and if you think about like, you know, people get upset when they hear about 
oh, well, God can't send people to hell. It's so awful. Yeah. Um, first of all, I don't really like the phrasing of God sending people sending to hell people. because God didn't. They chose yeah, it themselves. God didn't choose, <laughs> choose people. It's like, like God uh-huh, making bad things happen. You're going no, down God to allows, hell. God allows bad things yeah, to happen. Yeah, exactly. But I mean, uh, there, there might and... be, I don't know how I, how I feel about that. Uh, mm-hmm. The views of, uh, let me, I don't know do not necessarily represent the views of, I mean, possibly <laughs> I'm rambling here, but you, you get the idea, right? Yeah. I don't know. Anyway, go on. Um, where was I going with that? Wait. Well, you were saying you don't like the idea of the phraseology of God sending people to hell. Yes. Um, oh, but at the same time, I mean, if you look at how mad people get at the evil that the people you know, who <laughs> broke into the Capitol and like yeah, even naturally. Trump and how, how angry people get at them and like that righteous anger and wrath, maybe. Um, mm-hmm. That's like a characteristic of God, I think, because. Yeah. I mean, it's perverted as, sometimes in mankind, but it's still. Yeah, no, for sure. Yeah. But yeah, that, totally. I think at the core of it, there is maybe part of it or a piece of it that, that comes from God a little bit. Um and it well, is yeah. sad, and it's, I don't know, and I think God does grieve the people that don't come yeah. to him, mm-hmm. but at the same time, it's like, like, okay, fine, like, if you don't, if you don't want my love, then I mean, I, I think I go. imagine, I imagine <laughs> you know? God, God sending, God, his experience, if God, if we're going to give emotions to God, and because I'm human, mm-hmm. Um, this is something I, I, the way I relate to God, I'm not trying to diminish him. Mm -hmm. Um, but if God experienced emotions, he would be in tears, um, grieved about it. And at the same time, angry at his, his creation and at those who he wanted to adopt, who were rejecting his call. And so Mm -hmm. while he's grieving for them, he's also angry at them. And so he has no choice but to do what they asked him to do, which is to send them to yes. hell right. or to allow them to go to hell, depending on the interpretation. Mm-hmm. Yeah. No, that's really good. That's really good. Thanks for sharing that. No problem. So uh, now we move on to uh, racism, which is uh, something I don't think I've talked a lot about here. Um, mm-hmm. My pastor did a, uh, he was doing a, a sermon series on racism when mm-hmm. this stuff was going on in the summer and I think he handled it pretty okay. There were a couple times where I, I, I don't know that I agreed with what he was saying and I've tried to mm-hmm. back it up in scripture and I thought, I don't know if that interpretation fits. One of which was here, which is John 4, the passage about the woman at the well. And mm-hmm. this gets into the uh, the question of colorblindness. So mm-hmm. when I was growing up and even now, the idea is that if you, and taking uh, the parallel of Jesus being a Jew and uh, the woman being a Samaritan, if I were, if I were a Jew and, or no, I'll just go with me right now. Um, Caucasians and African-Americans. If I, I was taught mm-hmm. growing up that you don't uh, judge somebody else by the color of their skin. That's Martin Luther King right there. Not the color of the skin, but yeah. the content of their character. And so my mm-hmm. idea of colorblindness is when I look at somebody who's black or of a different race um, or a different skin color, or I guess race, depending on how you define race, um, than I am. Um, I I am not swayed in my opinion of them because of their skin color. I that doesn't mean that I can't see their skin color because obviously I can, and that doesn't mean that I mm-hmm. can't see that if there's somebody who is being um, being racist towards them, 
then I don't understand why. And I think, what? Why are they doing that? I have no idea why some people are racist. No, (laughs) I understand that other people aren't colorblind, but I am colorblind. And that's Mm. something that's, I don't know if that's the popular interpretation of colorblind because it kind of has a negative stigma today, but that is the, the phraseology I am using to describe it. And that's what I think Jesus is doing here because he's not discriminating against this woman because of the color of her skin or because of her ethnicity as a Samaritan. But verse nine, there's a parenthetical that says for Jews do not associate with Samaritans. That's a common uh, understanding among the Jews that although Jesus did associate with everybody as he clearly did with this woman, he never mentions to the woman that she is a Samaritan. Oh, he says you Samaritans worship what you do not know. But he doesn't make it a point to say, I'm reaching out to you because you're mm-hmm. a Samaritan and that just makes you different. He's reaching out to her to say, I know that my people or my the people who I am from, the Jews, treat you differently. But I'm not yeah. going to treat you differently. I'm going to treat you special. Does that make sense? Mm. Yeah. Okay. Any Anything to add to that? Um, I would say, going back to like the colorblind thing. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> I think when people get upset about that uh, phrasing or whatever is uh, I think when maybe you then I think, and can't I, understand that, that there is blind. some discrimination or that there may be discrimination against people for that color for, for their color. I think, skin, well, or? I think there's, there's two things. I think one is that I think people are afraid that if you say that you're colorblind and don't discriminate against people based on race, which is a good thing, obviously. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's then also not, and I don't think this is what you're doing or this is your interpretation, but well, I think the know. concern is that um, maybe you're not recognizing like, the fact that, oh, if a person, like, as a white person, if I see a person that is black, like, they do have that um, perspective as, as a black person, or they've maybe experienced racism. Um, and yeah, that's what I'm saying. Uh, I recognizing have white that... pr- privilege and they don't. And I think you, you said that you recognize that, which... Well, yeah, I'm not saying I recognize white privilege good. because I don't believe I don't believe in that, oh, and I don't want to get into that sure. discussion right now. But right. Um, that's me recognizing that uh, other people are uh, have discriminated. I mean, historical discrimination obviously is a thing, and so I, I recognize other people have not been colorblind, have not been circumspect with regard to, uh, say, the black person who I'm I'm meeting on the street. And so, yeah, I understand where that person's coming from, but I think that's different in I don't know. I don't know. It's it's kind. Of, do, you, do you understand what I'm meaning here? Uh, sorry, my voice is so groggly. That's okay. That's all right. Um, I'm trying I don't to. No, it's so hard yeah. to. I I don't know because I don't know. Um, I don't know where your perspective really is. I mean, through this summer and um, <clears throat> we've had several my research and stuff. We have, and um, I mean, I recognized a ton of places where. Um, I had racist, um, I guess, subconscious assumptions or thoughts and Mm -hmm. didn't recognize them until I started actually breaking that down. Um, and I don't know if you have those or not. Um, Mm -hmm. but I think the concern is that if someone claims to be colorblind, um, I think, I don't know if I agree with this or not, but a lot of people would make the argument that no one is colorblind because of how 
racism has been integrated mm. into our mm. society just as you know sexism or yeah. i don't know i think well, many I think, other well, yeah once you discrimination say that no... kinds of ideas yeah been... once you say that no one is colorblind then you're making a standard that you can never live up to because it's like if no one's colorblind you can never become fully colorblind then you're well that's not necessarily true i think it's saying that in the society we live in at the moment um with just how people of other races are treated um in the media or in everyday discussion or whatever um we're not there yet and so no one can be colorblind which again i don't know that i agree with i think Mm. it is I think it's very likely because just because of my own experience of, oh, a year ago, I might have said, yeah, I'm colorblind. I don't discriminate against people based on race. But at the same time, I might maybe I was making assumptions about people mm-hmm. based on race that I didn't recognize until now. And I'm still, you know, trying to work through those and stuff. Um, right. And you yeah, can argue is... about how many of those are my fault and how many of those are sure, societies sure. or where they came from. Or yeah, whatever, and, part, but, and yeah. partly because of the final tweet that I made, which was, I don't mm-hmm. want to be shaped by somebody else's ideology. That's, I, mm-hmm. I never take anything in culture for what culture says it is. And I've been trying to mm-hmm. go back to what the Bible says and t- use that as my root. And, yeah. if, and if I am taking presumptions from society or from culture or media about... Um, about black people or other people of different races, then uh, that's a problem more rooted in my discernment, I would say at this point, mm-hmm. because that means that okay. I need to re- rethink the way that I um, the way that I think. But so far, um, I think I've been working through that generally. Um, and this summer, whatever anybody was saying about race was mostly I saw. Um, what I dis- what I disagreed with was the idea of white privilege or the idea of systemic racism in, in America, and not and there was a bit of like examine your own personal biases to which I then said okay um, I have examined my personal biases and I have always treated people with Christ love or I always want to treat people with Christ love this is something I went back through in 2015 and 2016 um, mm-hmm. in understanding how to how to communicate with people and how to um, show them God's love and so. I'm not, I am very hesitant to go along with society because I believe eventually, because the revelations interpretation is that eventually society will become completely corrupt. And I know that there are deceiver, there, there is deception in society in certain places. And so mm-hmm. while I agree with the message of um, examine yourself to see if you have personal biases, I'm uh, coming at it from um, what does the Bible say? And what have yeah. I done? What is my Christian faith say that i have done and i haven't it's it's kind of hard to 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 talk about but you you get the idea right yeah for sure and i would say i mean obviously i disagree with you about because i would say that there is you know white privilege is a thing and i don't know if it's that you haven't seen that enough or that um maybe we're defining it differently and i don't have a great desire to you know debate about that right now (laughs) Um, right. Well, my appeal to authority is basically honestly, Ben Shapiro. So take that with whatever oh you my. whatever you will. So. <laughs> oh my. Yeah, let's go find not. His. Um, <laughs> okay. <laughs> uh, I yeah, and I don't have a lot to add just because I think yeah. our perspectives are a little bit different. Um, and I really don't know. Yeah, I like I I can't say yeah, whether it, or not it, that's uh-huh. true of you if if you know you're not 
if you don't discriminate against people or you don't have those biases, if you don't, obviously that's great. And like I said, I really, I have no idea, but mm-hmm. I, I would say I mainly agree with you. On what you're okay. Saying, okay. And all coming back to the, the idea of colorblindness, um, the way, the way to be properly colorblind is to recognize, um, that, other people of of other mm-hmm. cultures or other races do have special things about them that belong to that culture and belong mm-hmm. to them because of the culture they're raised in and that's good yeah and then recognize you you shouldn't be putting them down because of their their ethnicity you or because of their race um you mm-hmm. should be treating them as christ treated the woman at the well but also understanding that there are other people who don't necessarily and so sure that's the that's the interpretation i'm taking here and that's why i kind of raised an eyebrow when a pastor said no colorblindness is a bad thing and i thought well maybe Mm -hmm. maybe not so we we good on that i guess i think so um i would maybe just add that yeah go ahead we want to make sure that if we're using the term colorblind well and here's actually two things so the first one is that um that colorblind doesn't mean, and I don't think you're interpreting it this way, but I think some people do. Um, yeah. Colorblind meaning treat everyone like they're white. Um, <laughs> well, that, that society, goes back to the idea of white privilege. Um, no, so I don't, sure. I don't care about white. Um, I don't care that I'm white. And I know that that mm-hmm. might be a false a dilemma because there was some argument that I said that black people can't stop thinking about the fact that they're black, to which I say, really, I there's got to be some other interpretation here. There's got to be some some way we can find common ground because if I'm stuck because I'm white, then uh, that's hopeless. So I, so I, I have to think of, of myself in some other terms. Um, and so that that term generally is Christian. So. But your that is white privilege. The fact that you don't have to care that you're white because if you were black, you would have to care that you were black. Yeah, I just don't agree with that statement, and that's something that we'll I, I guess a, a different debate would have to have. So. Yeah. Or we'd have to have during a different debate. But anyway. For sure. And I, mm-hmm. and I mean, honestly, like, I might be a good example. Like, I, ideally, it yeah. would, like, I, it wouldn't be a big deal that I was queer. Like, it would just be like, oh, yeah, this is just part of who I am or whatever. And everyone would move on and we could focus on maybe other qualities about myself. Mm-hmm. Um, but because of having to explain everything to people all the time or worrying about how I'm being interpreted or read at work or whatever, like mm-hmm. those things are frequently at the forefront of my mind. And that's not really my my choice or whatever. Um, and so if someone doesn't have to deal with those things, that would be their straight privilege or their cis privilege or whatever. Hmm. Um, so we'd have so to figure maybe, out. I don't know yeah, if that if, helps you understand or whatever, but it, it, it's a good, it's a good parallel and it helps me be empathetic. Um, mm-hmm. And uh, on the forefront um, of being understanding of this is how, this is how you feel. And yeah. then turning around and saying, well, I understand this is how you feel and I'm going to treat you kindly and I'm going to treat you with understanding because of that's the way how mm-hmm. you how you feel. Now let's actually do some scientific study and dig into the evidence and dig into um, different other perspectives to see if that's actually the way it is. And with sure. racism, it's a very specific case. And um, yeah, I need to do some more critical thinking about it. But yeah, um, I think it's it's fair to say we're both coming at it from the aspect of we want there we want there to not be racism in America, depending on yes. if there is or, or depending on if there is or isn't. We believe there shouldn't be. Okay. Sure. I wonder how many listeners I've lost because of this post, but 
No, this is fine. This is fine. Uh, I'm glad I'm glad we're able to talk about this. And if okay. um if you want to discuss this with me further and you don't feel like putting in the comments, anyone listening, um, send me a message. If you know me on Discord, if you want to send me an email, you can find me in the the contact about page on audio news or if you want to give a public comment aioaudionews.com and we can we can discuss it uh i'm sure you'll be there as well if you want to reply to anything right Mm -hmm, for sure Mm -hmm. okay you want to move on yeah what Uh, okay (laughs) finally back to back to the bible um so one thing that the samaritan woman picks up on um as the most significant thing about jesus is that he told her everything she ever did that's verse 29 Mm -hmm. of chapter 4 and then later on i loved when i found this this verse this is verse 42 um that the other samaritan said to the woman we no longer believe just because of what you said now we have heard for ourselves and we know that this man really is savior of the world and jesus in later on in the next uh the next passage uh at the end of chapter 4 um verse 48 jesus says unless you people see miraculous signs and wonders jesus told him you will never believe yeah is that saying that nobody will ever believe unless they see miraculous signs and wonders because we've seen no, jesus risen from the dead that's a miraculous the sign way, and wonder. yeah i mean the way i interpreted it interpreted it was, interpret it um, yeah <laughs> it is that kind of day okay. <laughs> was that uh he was like it kind of like, um, gosh, like when is it gonna be enough for you? Like, do you do you need like a a sign every time? You know, like yeah. how many do you need? Kind of, because um, that was when that was talking about the yeah the that son. came to him about his son. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah, exactly. Where it's like, oh, this is this isn't necessarily why I'm here. He's obviously gonna heal the guy's son, but it's like that shouldn't be your evidence maybe even, right um is the oh he did another magic trick oh yeah i guess that's <laughs> he's he's the real deal then you know um which i think is kind of how sometimes we can view god where it's like i mean i've seen evidence of god in my own life and you know yeah. very specifically answered prayers and i'm sure you can attest to that mm-hmm. um where it's like oh yeah like that's maybe a miraculous thing that god did um and i i think my human nature is to doubt and to um question and like stray from god or you know follow my own um path you know whatever um and so sometimes we can use god that way and like oh cool he answered another oh yeah i guess he is real (laughs) and like Mm -hmm. that kind of thing instead of like that faith of like no he's he's here and it's okay like and i think maybe that's what he was attesting to or how what it made me think of at least you know mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and um he then goes ahead and heals uh, heals the man's son and mm-hmm. i find it so interesting that these these people who he's uh, ministering to and who he's performing the miracles in front of uh eventually kill him so yep. that's that's just what happened. Yeah, that's the other thing. Exactly. People, people aren't going to just... It's not enough for some people. And people will believe what they want to. Mm-hmm. I, I think that's just kind of a fact of our world. And so... Mm-hmm. I, right. Yeah. <laughs> so then the other passage was uh, Genesis chapters 39... Or, sorry, 37 and chapter 41 verses... 
I think it's 14 to 57. I think it said it was. Honestly, uh-huh. I, I don't really have many notes on this on this section. Did you have anything here? Uh, what which one was that again? This is Joseph. Um, the beginning of his story, and then when he sold into yeah. slavery. <clears throat> I would only. I the only thing that struck out to me differently this time reading it or listening to it was um, that he when he told his brothers about the dream, I kind of wondered if it wasn't him being stupid, but maybe like trying me. to connect with his brothers. <laughs> <laughs> I was, um, I was if, thinking how, how much, how much can I draw a parallel out of this with me and how much would it be unright to do that? Because I'm thinking, oh yeah, my gosh. yeah, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. I would say, um, I don't know. I just thought it was interesting. Cause I was thinking yeah, yeah. about like, Oh, if there are right. people that don't like me, Maybe I'll try and tell them like an interesting story or whatever. Um, uh-huh. and, and then they'll so continue to not it... like you. <laughs> yeah, no, for sure. That's that's pretty standard. But um Yeah. 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 I thought I mean it was it's always good to reread that and like All Right, right. But the uh, the important thing good, is that as naive story. as Joseph was and as imma- as immature as he might have been, um he, he's than us. <laughs> exactly, right. <laughs> Even through all that, he still relied on God and that's why God blessed him. Because he didn't, yeah. he ne- because he never did anything wrong per se. He was naive mm-hmm. and he could have been more wise, but he never. Yeah. We never see him sin, honestly, which I think mm. is really interesting about Joseph. That is interesting. Yeah. Which makes him. T- it's it's such a weird. He's such a weird character in that he doesn't really have any mm-hmm. flaws except for the flaw of maturity in the beginning of it. Yeah. And maybe even that was partly why he was able to do the things that he did because his brothers hated him so much because he was such a jerk, or sure. such a weirdo. I don't know. Um, yeah. But or yeah. even like people are upset by other people's goodness. Like if if mm-hmm. someone knows how to be a good person and someone else doesn't, and they see that in them, and they see um, that they're happy and that they're succeeding in life and stuff, people are really upset by that. So yeah, I think it's a good, it's a really interesting story of like human nature. Honestly, is what I always kind of take from that. Right. Take from it, yeah. And again, can me uh, for me continuing to not find my identity in politics, but rather find it in Christ. That mm-hmm. I can know that although politicians will let me down, if I rely on Jesus and rely on His truth and what He's told me, then I know that I'm standing up for what's right if persecution comes. Yeah. And that's also in the songs yeah. where people uh, persecute me for my beliefs or for for what I do, but I stand with you. And mm-hmm. Knowing that I can, I can let go my allegiance to anyone in politics at any time, and I should, I mm-hmm. should not be. Yes. Uh, and I even have questions about the pledge of allegiance itself. Whether I'm, mm-hmm. I'm working through that of whether, whether that's Christian or not. I know it's, it's patriotic. Mm. Obviously, if you believe you right. should have allegiance to something, then yeah. But if, if it, if it's, if it's an idol, if the, if your country becomes an mm-hmm. idol, then you need to rethink what you're putting your faith in. And I think yeah. maybe over the past few weeks. Uh, the country might have been my idol. I don't know. Mm-hmm. But I think that's the idol has been broken now. And yeah. then I'm able to still respect my country and still respect the ideas of it, but also understand that God is the ultimate authority. Yes. And I think honestly, and I've had to, I've been thinking about that just even in the last mm-hmm. few months too. And I don't think I ever. Yeah. I don't think I ever saw America as like, Oh Yeah. Well, maybe, I don't know. I think (laughs) my point is, um, in America, we are encouraged to believe that America is the best country in the world, that it's chosen by God to be a special country that's better than all the the rest and stuff. And, like, like, even if we don't 
like we would both say like oh no that's not true like no i mean i kind of say that half of that is true maybe maybe not maybe don't call call the name of god on that but i think you can objectively Mm -hmm. prove that america is the best country in the world okay like (laughs) i I don't know yet honestly i I, maybe who can say but um however uh just that like the like patriotic like no god chose us and like god chose you, you america can't, and, and you're America's doing the same thing that the greeks did in trying to determine who, yeah. who the gods are because the greeks never had divine revelation christians mm-hmm. did and christians yeah. have one god greeks have many 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 gods so exactly. yeah you you need to be very clear where when you're invoking god's name if he actually said that and who yeah. knows if he if he called america you don't know all, all you know is that so far it's been tolerant to america to to christians but maybe it won't mm-hmm. be in the future who knows Right. But my point is, um, because we have that perspective, sometimes we miss that um, the way. Oh, we were talking about this at my youth group. And the way I said it was like, America doesn't have a soul because Christians especially talk about sometimes like America's going away from God and they're going to lose God's favor or something. It's like these countries are literally just people who've decided to do things. And those people can be judged according to their individual actions. And yeah, you can exactly. be judged according to yours. Right. But God does not judge a country. That's the whole point. Like He did in the Old Testament with he Nineveh. He did because but yeah, but that's that's But that's the Old Testament. Separate thing. That's that is the Old, the old Testament. That, yeah. Exactly. The idea now is literally that God doesn't do that anymore. He judges us as individuals and also Because we can individually repent. Is, yeah, but then also there and because is because in Romans nine, where it's that we're know. all of uh, dis- we're not all who are descended from Israel are of Israel. Anyone yeah. who is an adopted son of God is Israel, basically, yeah. or is saved. Right. Yeah, and so, so that's, that's yeah. but that's his. Those are his people. It's not America. <laughs> right. So, exactly. And people miss that a lot. And so it's just a really. It, but isn't that freeing to be like, oh, like. Yeah. It's just people. Yeah. And I think you can still have the conversation of America is good. America's bad. America's racist. America's not racist. And I will continue to have that discussion as long as I can. Just recognize that when it comes down to it, if I have to choose between my country and my God, I will always choose my God. Absolutely. Right. Yeah. Right. And with that, I I feel like this has been pretty, uh, pretty cathartic and trying to get my thoughts out here. So thank you for coming on and talking about this with me. I really appreciate it. No problem. And um, any time. <laughs> also, notice that we have disagreed on certain things in politics, and we have talked about it. And all you listeners, we are not angry at each other. We're going to be recording we immediately after this. No, we're great. If I were here, I would give you a hug, but I'm not here. So, Aww. <laughs> yeah. I we're guess many uh, states apart. <laughs> I, I'll probably be doing the um, day 13 and the rest of that by myself. Um, but in the meantime, mm-hmm. uh, thanks for coming on and doing this one. This was a lot longer than usual. No problem. But if you, but it was good. Yeah. If you in in the comments or if you listening to this have anything you need me to pray for or need us to pray for, then please tell us. We will we will mm-hmm. certainly pray and keep praying for anyone who's praying for me, if if you will, to what I'm going through and my fasting that I'm currently going through. Um, I only got a couple other days, a couple more days until I go back to college, and that'll be uh that'll be different. That'll be interesting, and I'll I have just to wait and see what'll what'll happen with that. But, uh, so we're not praying that you'll understand what privilege is, just to be well, clear. <laughs> what, well, you can if you want. If you want no, to. No, touche. Okay. <laughs> if but you you're specifically asking for, I can't talk today. It's so sad. That's fine. That's fine. If there is, um, mm-hmm. this isn't an issue weighing upon me, and I think that no, I've, I 
I, th- I think it is um it, with my heart issue uh with w- to me it, as a heart issue it's mm-hmm. um it, it doesn't it's not affecting me uh, as a no, and i i don't feel any conviction to convince you of it either obviously. okay yeah <laughs> as, a, as an issue of politics there are politicians who aren't necessarily christians and other political commentators who have been name dropped earlier in this recording mm-hmm. who who i do rely on for that perspective and i think that yeah. that's fine honestly but if you yeah, yeah um i think we should wrap this up um yes <laughs> i will talk to you all tomorrow